Meanwhile in the pod cave. Welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. <clears throat> I'm Brian. Podmen Ron. And I'm Alex. That never gets any smoother. Every episode is <laughs> the exact same. I mean, we could. It doesn't flow very well. Well, we're so busy in the green room trying to rehearse how many trailers we're going to review. We don't really talk about the, <laughs> the open as much. Maybe we will. Maybe, Maybe we next start doing year. cold open. Maybe next year. We start doing, like, scripts. Uh, well, we're we're happy we're happy to have you with us, Alex. Uh, there was a uh, thought that you weren't going to be joining us. Uh, so, I mean, this I'm a busy is man. this is kind of a record uh, a record here of I think what five episodes in a row with all four of us in attendance. How about that? God, we're killing it, we- <laughs> yeah, and nobody's quit yet. Not nope, yet. Not yet. Year ain't over. It's only February. <laughs> Only in February. Only February. We're gonna. We, I'm sure we will uh, get into many a great geek debates. Remember that uh, segment that we used to have? Oh, uh, yeah. Choose yeah. to forget. Yeah, <laughs> choose to forget. Well, let's not dawdle too much because we do have uh, a lot to roll through here. Uh, a lot of news happening. Uh, a few deaths uh, happening. Movies, TVs, of course, WandaVision, retro reviews. What you're looking at, another pitch session from Brian. Uh, and Brian, for your retro review, you wanted to give us a little bit of a teaser here of what it is. It's a teaser. It's a it's a forgotten 80s classic okay. that spawned uh, some of the – Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon said it's one of his favorite all-time films. So there's, wow. there's your teaser. Roadhouse. So, and, and I'll tell you this. As far as, like, the news goes, we got a ton, right? It's It's like a – it's like a shitload bordering on a fuck ton. All right. News. Well, let's get into it. All right. Well, as everybody knows, we're coming hot off of the Super Bowl, which uh, no one really watched. But uh, everybody watches for the commercials, right? But there wasn't a whole lot of good commercials happening either. We did get a couple of trailers. Uh, a little, uh, and I guess the you know the the, the biggest one is uh, of course the trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I'll I'll start with Podman Ron. You're you're a Captain America aficionado here. Uh, what did you think of? Uh, and I think you had were not so crazy about Falcon and Winter Soldier leading up to this trailer, right? Well, yeah. As I said last week, though, I watched the uh, first trailer again and. Uh, yeah, I, I'm getting more psyched, and this trailer was a lot better than the first trailer, so I'm, I'm getting really, uh, eh, it's got me a little excited for this movie, I, I mean, this, this TV show, so I'm doing, a, I'm doing a little turnaround on it. Doing a little spin, I mean, doing a little absolute Alex spin on it. Brian, did this, uh, did anything in this trailer strike you as, okay, this is going to be uh, worth watching more than WandaVision, or is it, is it going to be the same old, same old? I've been on board for this one the whole time. Uh, my, I would say, you know, aside from like Civil War and uh, I'm sorry, not sorry. Uh, aside from Endgame and um, 
uh, Infinity War, my favorite Marvel movie is Winter Soldier. So I like that spy espionage t- kind of twist they took on it. See, I've been looking forward to this one the whole time. Uh, and Alex? Um, I, I wasn't that sold on it. It's so far still, I think, my least favorite, like the one I'm least looking forward to. But I will say, uh, seeing Baron Zemo, even not even wearing the mask in the trailer, <laughs> Karen, get seeing him hold it, yeah, I was like, okay. I, I love that character in Civil War. So, and of course, I love Bucky and and Sam like a lot. But well, I'm still a little hesitant. I'm not like someone said it was like a Tom Clancy show, and I'm like, I don't really care for Tom Clancy all that much, but. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Like, it's not like I'm not gonna not gonna sit all the way through it and eat my popcorn. But there, you know, the not, my, not that, my preference. The only thing that I caught that was like a little different, you know, obviously you see a, you get a hint of Zemo's costume, right? Yeah. Um, the thing that I picked up on that seemed pretty cool, and I think it's gonna end up being a callback to the comics after <laughs> uh, death of Captain America, right? After Civil War and Captain America died. And before Bucky picked up the mantle of Captain America, the shield kind of made the rounds. And at one point, Bucky kinda had like it. Agent he, Carter. Yeah. But I think it was a four-part miniseries, kind of like wh- who's going to be the new Captain America. And it was cool because there was one scene between Bucky and Hawkeye and Bucky was trying to wield the shield, and he couldn't make it work. Uh, but Hawkeye could catch it. Hawkeye could throw it, and Hawkeye could catch it because of like he's got the, his eyesight. He's got the right the precision yeah. to so do it. Hawkeye's and, the catcher of the duo. Yeah, there you go. But but so like you see that scene where where Sam throws it, and then and then uh, Bucky catches it. I, that kind of harkened back to that scene. With Hawkeye and Winter Soldier, and it was it was funny because in Winter Soldier, or when Winter Soldier became Captain America, that's why he had the gun. That's why he had the gun on his hip because he couldn't really control the shield. Aww. Like he couldn't throw it and catch it, so he used the shield and he would shoot. So it's kind of a cool sort of callback, okay. uh, and I think that's probably what we're going to get that out of that scene. All right, I don't know. I, I, I thought there's I, a lot I, of show. Go ahead. go ahead. No, uh, no, no, go ahead, Alex. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, um, is anyone thinking that there might be a? I've read this online, and I thought about it when I saw the trailer that this might there might be the funeral of Steve Rogers in this show. Uh, maybe there's a there's a lot of very ominous. Like I don't know if he's at a museum, but it looks more like a memorial. To Captain well, America than anything. Maybe Captain America is just dead. Like maybe that's the lie they well, come up with. Hold on, hold on. That's so. a good point you make. That's a good point you make, Alex. But you all there? Yep. I read an article today that, and I don't know why else they would have brought this up other than this is probably what's going to happen is that they in the Marvel universe. Everybody, everybody believes Captain America was killed in the Infinity, um, uh-huh. the Endgame. Yeah. So they don't know he went back in time. They don't know he got old. They've just told everybody he's dead. So that's probably uh-huh. correct, Alex. Or probably we probably will see some type of memorial to Captain America in this. And, oh, look at me go. And and a lot of banter. Ten seconds to drop. So what's our plan? Great.
So a lot of good banter on that. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the buddy cop movies. So you I'm, love I'm a buddy cop. Was, In fact, I don't know. Oh, never mind. I was just going to say, I don't know how I felt about that therapy scene at the end. I think it, I don't know, that it had an 80s cringe to me. And I was and just that's like, why Podman Ron loved it. <laughs> Podman loves a buddy weapon. cop movie and uh, 80s. And you know what else Podman probably loves? Probably loves a fast car. Well, well, hang on, Brad. If you back, the soldiers. Here. That's right. Fast <laughs> F9. Fast and Furious 9. Fast Coming and Furious 9. Crank it all the way up. Crank it all the way up, Podman Ron. Are you excited about the new Fast and Furious? I am excited about the new Fast and Furious. Very excited about the new Fast and Furious. Are you excited that John Cena yeah. is effectively replacing The Rock? I'm not really thrilled about that. <laughs> nah, I'm not, he's not too happy. <laughs> I'm not really. I, I don't dislike John Cena. I just have never seen anything he's been in that I just go, oh, man, that was just fantastic. Yeah, well, I got to feel that. He's yeah. like a placeholder. He's a placeholder. He's just like a, eh, I don't know. I think the can't get the rock. Yet. He's like a discount rock. I mean, <laughs> I, I have to agree. Ouch. Well, he's like yeah. a Kmart rock. I mean, come on. I'll, it's, I'll uh, give you counterpoint. He was he's was cast for Suicide Squad. Yep. And he's apparently the breakout hit of that movie. He's getting his own uh, HBO Max series. Yeah. Yeah, and Ryan and 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 Ryan Johnson was getting a Star Wars trilogy, but you know what? Things don't always pan out the way. No, but they're already filming. The, they're filming Johnson's right now. Yeah, there might be there might be a, there might be a, a single season, but we'll see if there's two. <laughs> All right, I think I think this is talks up to famous words like uh, uh, this may bite uh, both of you in the ass at a later date. Yeah, I think by the end of the year, uh, I think Podman Ron, absolute Alex. Well, I mean, it's almost a given that absolute Alex is going to be John Cena is my favorite actor of all time. <laughs> right? God, I don't think that'll ever happen yeah, you, in my entire life. You don't think nobody will say that? Well. We got another trailer for you. Uh, Brian pointed this out. Nobody. How about I make that lasagna that you love tonight? You know, from scratch, like I used to. So this looks like uh, something that would be right up Podman Ron's alley here. Brian, tell us a little bit about Nobody. Yeah, so apparently he's like a, a retired or not maybe a spy or, or uh, undercover it's kind of like a John Wick. I got the vibe. It's kind of like a John Wick, but funny. A wacky so, John Wick. It? Yeah. Like a black black comedy John Wick. And it stars Bob Odenkirk, who I love on uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. And Mr. Show. And everything, right? Yeah. And everything. You left yeah. him on everything. Uh, Podman Ron, did you bother watching the trailer? I watched the first trailer. Is this the second trailer Nobody? I've watched the trailer of Nobody. It's, it's all right. It's like a John Wick. I mean, you know, it's... Yeah. Okay. All right. We figured that would yeah. be right up here. So that one does not impress you at all. It's just... It just seems like it's it's been done and we've seen it. It's just another when? John Wick and... I don't know. I mean... Eh. Eh. But, I mean, I'll go watch it because but I'm he loves a buddy. Movie, you, you love a buddy cop... Because those, <laughs> See, no buddy. No those, buddy are, those have never been done. Those are not done. See, what's missing, Brad, is 
uh, Bob Odenkirk's character doesn't have a a black sidekick that's getting too old for this shit. Just too old for this. Now, shit. now, if you had now, that, if he had that gold, that would, would be, be good. comedy gold. That would be, be good. Would you say that's something that never gets old? Ah. There's something wrong with this beach. We were chosen for a reason. What's happening? I don't know. I can't think. All right, M. Night Shyamalan is back with old uh, people stuck on a beach and they age quickly. Ugh. It's a twist. <laughs> it's a twist. There's, there's got to be a twist. <laughs> Who gives him money to make movies anymore? I don't I mean, know. Have, this one oh. feels a lot like. Uh, Girl in the water, lady in the like this lady in the lady in the water, pool, whatever it pool? was. Yeah, yeah, lady in the swimming pool. This one seems like he's get, he's out shamalined himself. <laughs> you think so? It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, it has that kid from Hereditary who I like. I th- uh, and he was. I think he was in uh, uh, School of Rock. <laughs> it was one of the little kids. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. But in Hereditary, I thought he was pretty fantastic. Has anybody watched Servant or yeah, Servant on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus from M Night? I have, I have, have not. No, Rupert Grint on not. it. Yes, Rupert. Yeah, Alex. Anything for that? No, no. I, I watched I have, two I episodes. It. it was it was all right. It, nothing. <laughs> I don't know if I would, uh, uh, you know, keep watching it. Obviously, I you know, but who I feel bad for is in that movie, Lady in the Water. Do you remember there was the one character and he only exercised half of his body? And the dude was like ripped on one side and just normal on the other? No. I don't think that was a bodysuit. Go back and look. Go wow. Google it, listeners. But I don't think that dude was, it was a bodysuit. I think that guy actually did this and screwed up his body thinking this was going to be the movie and M. Night Shyamalan was going to be the vehicle to take him into superstardom. This, this was what was going to, to make him you know, a star. Yeah, well. Who knows? Yeah, Google it. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have to maybe do a retro review of it. Um, and speaking of retro review, something that Podman Ryan, I think you did a retro review a little bit about. Oh, hey, what are you doing back here, Mufasa? <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Just discovered that I may have a son here in this land. How much child support is she getting from? The king pays no child support. No child support for thirty years, and you oh, came yeah. back. You was a dummy. Ah, uh, yeah, but we we're no dummy. You love it. I love those we guys. We know dummy. You love that, right? Yeah, we talked about this last weekend. Uh, I mean, last week that the new trailer was out, and uh, I actually enjoyed it. it. Looks funny. It looks like a going to be a really good movie. I'm very much uh, anxiously awaiting this movie. All right. Well, you don't have to wait about it. A uh, uh, another Couple more month, weeks, right? Another four weeks. Yeah, we, March fifth. Yeah, March and then 5th. right after that is going to be Zack Snyder's Justice League. We'll, we we have a trailer coming out for that uh, in a few days here after on Valentine's recording. Day. Yeah, yeah, not on Valentine's Day nonetheless. Uh, but uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, as they are calling it, uh, we've got a little bit more tidbits of information on it. It appears to be rated R. Uh, and we've seen some, uh, you know, uh, promo- promotional For, pictures of uh, Zack Snyder's Joker, the black and white we have. Joker. Uh, yeah. So we're getting a little bit of tidbits there. So I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. that trailer next week. Rated R for violence and Batman <laughs> specifically dropping f bombs. So right. what do y'all? Oh, that sounds awful. What do y'all think about the new Joker and his uh, new look? His new uh, whatever the hell that look is. <laughs> well, apparently. <laughs> 
I, I read the article uh, that Zack Snyder did where he announced, where he showed these photos. Apparently that's not even his final look. His final look is a bulletproof vest on top of that with a bunch of Gotham PD badges like on it as like trophies that he wears. So that's the final look. But this was just like images that they released. He's also like a fit. He's also like a figment. Like this isn't real. It's kind of like a figment in Batman's head or this is just a nightmare. Like this is the nightmare sequence. So none of this is actually happening. So that's why he doesn't have the tattoos or anything like that. It's very confusing. But yeah, I, I think cool. it is uh, part of the, the nightmare sequence is what I well, read. Well, yeah. uh, Zack Snyder's keeping to his original clusterfuck that he, you know, started out with. So. Well, we will see. Uh, but I do think it's funny. And, uh, I mean, almost every iteration of the Joker, everybody hates whenever they show – you know, a picture of Heath Ledger, everybody was like, oh, my God, he's got long, stringy hair, and they hated the tattoos and all that. So uh, so we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe we'll end up, this will be everyone's favorite Joker. But you know what? I'll be honest with you. But looking back on watching those Christopher Nolans with the Joker, although Heath Ledger did an outstanding job playing that character, it's still not the Joker. I mean, it's still. It's a not- Joker. How the yeah, it's not aged very well. And are you kidding? Aged what? Are you what the are you hell stupid? I wish I had a gas. Oh man! Like oh my god, Dad, that's one of like the best performances in like the past. Three decades. Exactly. I didn't say. He I didn't the Academy say. For whoa, 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 everybody. Hold y'all, on, hold whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Y'all, y'all are mistaken that I'm saying that he did a bad job. I said he did a great job. I liked the character he played. It's just not the Joker. I mean, in the movie itself, when you put it up against all that's come since in the way of superhero movies, it doesn't. it's just a guy who... It just—it's kind of boring. It's kind of sad. Don't you don't you understand? Don't you understand that the point of the Joker is that it could be anyone, and he's constantly changing and evolving. Like no, he's, no. Not and always he's an agent the same. of chaos. He's an agent. Yeah, of chaos. I get all that, whole- and I understand. But it's—if you look, compare that Joker, the Heath Ledger Joker, to any of the Jokers that's been in the comics, that's been in. You know, the cartoons that's been in, you know, some of the movies. I mean, it's just a different version. I didn't say it was a bad version. I liked it. I loved Heath Ledger's take on it. You said it hasn't aged well. But but it hasn't. The whole movie has not aged well. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, guys, do not go cancel culture just because my man has a different opinion. If there was ever a time to get cancel PMR trending, it's there. No. <laughs> Just that because he has a different opinion does not mean he gets canceled. If anything, that movie is more relevant now. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. God. Let's we, not talk about relevant now. I'm just talking about it is. If you compare it up against movies that's come out since in our genre, it does not hold out very well. Oh, my like, God. Like the Joker like, movie? No, no. You are terrible. You okay. are so wrong. No, no. <laughs> We you need are, to wait, wait, hey guys. Wrong. Let's hold off. Let's Y'all use need to go read some Batman comics. Let's use this as a great Batman comics and then what? And then, then hey what? Chad, I don't think I don't think you understand the character of Batman at all. If you're saying the no, Dark Knight doesn't get it right, 
you're telling okay. me you're telling me to go read some Batman comics. <laughs> yeah, because because if you're telling me that the Dark Knight is a Batman is like the the just the typical the the pinnacle of Batman cinema. Then no, it's not. It's, 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 what would you? What what movie would you say is? What is the pinnacle of Batman cinema? I mean, if you maybe. Wanna, if hey, you hold wanna, on. If, maybe he'll tell us in the Batman v Superman review. Let, let's save this for a great yeah, geek debate. I will. Good lead up, Brad. Very Let, good let's save up. this for a great geek debate. Okay? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because we this need could to go this on for a, a solid hour. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, and as as Prodman Ron seems to be a little borderline crazy brian tell us about borderlands really quickly ah excellent so borderlands is a first person shooter game that it came out originally in 2009 it's uh it's a first person shooter but unlike you know like tom clancy games or or call of duty it leans into the funny so basically they're out on the outskirts of the universe like on mining planets that sort of thing uh basically who's on these planets at this point there's lots of inbreeding. There's hillbillies. That's what's happening on these planets. And it turns out there's an alien vault uh, on this planet that they're trying to access. They think there's riches in it. They don't know what's in the vault. They're trying to get in the vault. And so they're, uh, so what you have is vault hunters, which is the classes of characters you pick. So you have like a, a hunter class. You have like a, uh, a siren class where she's kind of like um, uh, the phoenix, like Jean Grey. Uh, uh, tank class, right? So, uh, which is, uh, he takes a lot of damage, but he he doesn't really def- he doesn't really defend. He takes a lot of damage, doesn't put out quite as much damage. And he got like a sniper class. Long story short, they've got four. They've come out with four games so far. It's a very popular franchise, and Eli Roth is uh, making the movie. They've they've announced that it's going to be a movie, and and. It's really gained steam in the past like month as to what's going to happen with this movie, and it's kind of surprising who they've cast so far for these yeah, characters. T- tell us a little bit about the casting here, because they've got they've casted most of Hollywood. It sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like. So first off, not for nothing, it's Eli Roth is directing it, and it's written by Craig uh, Craig Mazin, who wrote Chernobyl for HBO. Anybody which watch Chernobyl? That? I watched it. Chernobyl's fantastic. All right. I think it's five episodes. Yeah. But fantastic, uh, fantastic miniseries. So, but but big time drama. So I don't know if that's a good, great writer. I don't know if he's going to be able to pivot to comedy. But um, we've got the key characters, the key like vault hunters, the key classes. Uh, there's a sniper named Mordecai. There is a tank character named Brick. There is a um uh psionic character like Jean Grey named Lilith. And then there's like the Captain America type character named Roland. So, and there's also a robot that's pure comic relief called Claptrap, right? So, so far we've cast Roland as Kevin Hart, Kate Blanchett as Lilith. So you're talking about an Academy Award winning actress is playing a video game character. Uh, Tannis, who's a secondary character, is, it was cast by Jamie Lee Curtis this week, and uh, they they announced Claptrap as Jack Black today. Wow. So, yeah. Now, here's the thing. There's a couple of uh, so you still they still haven't cast Brick. They still haven't cast Mordecai. 
But Brick is almost verbatim Dave Batista. Like that's almost as if they made the character from Dave Batista. So yeah, that's everybody's like hopeful casting is that, that they just they just cast Dave Batista. Um and there's a the big bad guy from the second video game, which is the most popular, Borderlands Two, is a guy named Handsome Jack. And uh he is very charismatic, creepy, he thinks he's the hero of the game, he's trying to kill you. Uh the big sort of like uh push is everybody wants Nick Cage as handsome Jack, which would be phenomenal. All right. Um, well, I, I, I wanted to cut you off here just uh, real quick. Alex, have you played Borderlands? No, no, not at all. Podman Ron, have you played Borderlands? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not either. Are you, do, do you play this game, Brian? Yeah, I've played all of them. All right. I've played all of them. Uh, well, I haven't played the newest one because it's not on Switch. I've got it for Xbox. I just don't play my Xbox very much. But, uh, but yeah, I've played through all of the first three games, I've got the fourth game. I just haven't really cracked it yet. So they're excellent right. games. Very funny. All right. Well, very good. Um, uh, uh, did you want to talk about anything on another video game movie, The Last of Us? Alex, anything to mention about um, that? Uh, well, yesterday they cast uh, The Last of Us is a zombie apocalypse horror game. Uh, it's a, it's a third-person like story narrative. You follow Joel and Ellie. Uh, you may, may you mainly play as Joel the majority of the game, and you're protecting this little girl who is like who for some reason can't get infected by the zombies when they bite her. Like she can't, she doesn't get infected. So it's this mission of Joel taking this girl all the way to the scientists who can hopefully make a cure out of her. All right. Um, and basically, the only thing to note there is that Pedro Pascal, who will now be playing Joel, as we found out yesterday, is now playing two stepdads who are traveling with a kid so that they can, like, give them to somebody else. That's it. Yeah. He knows his wheelhouse. He knows how to play. <laughs> he knows how to he knows how to play a stepdad. Basically, he's the stepdad of the galaxy. All right. Well, that's. Uh, we look forward to the last of us, and uh, we also heard the last of some a few other people this week. Uh, we had a few deaths in the entertainment world that we wanted to pay our proper respects to. Uh, first up, Christopher Plummer. Step right up to the pearly gates, Christopher Plummer. Uh, now, which which Christopher is this? Because we had a little Mandela effect. Some people thought he was already dead, uh, but maybe not, right? I guess not. It was a confusion with Christopher Lee. I think that's where you're uh, Yeah, you my favorite Superman, by the way. He is my favorite Superman. <laughs> not, not, not Christopher Reeve, oh, okay. Christopher Lee. Oh, okay. But so now all three of them are dead. They're all three dead. Wow, <laughs> that, that is some party in 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 heaven right there. And where, where would we know Christopher Plummer from? Uh, he was the Sound of Music. Uh, yes, Colonel. we talk and about Sound of Music quite a bit on the Pod Men. <laughs> we love it. It's our core. And we love those Von Trapps. We love the Von Trapps. And his most famous role was the Klingon uh, commander in Star Trek Six. <laughs> cry I havoc! Was, yeah, the cry havoc! Yeah, 
I mean, that really, lift the dogs go. of war. That probably yeah. is his most famous uh, role. You that think? is his most famous role, and uh, what a what an awesome role he did. Wasn't he the guy in Knives <laughs> Out? Was he? Well, didn't didn't he guy win? Yeah, he's the guy in Dives Out, the, the patriarch. Didn't he win yeah. like awards for for The Sound of Music? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, but his most famous yeah, role is, is, co- is covered up in Klingon makeup and and uh, uh, working off uh, uh, William Shatner's uh, well, yeah. overacting. That was his. No, hey, role. hey, 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 hey! I didn't know that was him in Knives Out. He looked pretty spry in Knives Out, so hmm. yeah, I don't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> he was. He, he literally, he literally died in that movie. I don't think he looked very spry. Shall we not prevent? I think this is his most famous line right here coming up, causing a lot of destruction on the Enterprise. Let me tell you. There you go. Bringing back some memories here. All right. Well, I thought he was. All right. Now we've given him something else to shoot at. All right. Hey, uh, Sulu. Sulu, let's cut him off. All right. Well, anyway, we will miss uh, we will miss Christopher Plummer, and we'll miss Larry Flint, of course. Uh, uh, you know, the, the founder of uh, is was he uh, com- what was it Hustler Comics? Uh, was that is that the connection? Oh there? yeah, forgot about that. That is the connection. Yeah, that's the connection. Yeah. Yeah, always a big seller in the old comic book shop. Is that right? Yeah, you can always right? find it. The, you can always find it in the back room, bathroom. Champions of War. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I remember years and years ago at a cable show, I met Larry Flint, and uh, I think I've got a, uh, a signed picture with him somewhere or another. I'll have to dig that up. <laughs> I have that next to my stand. My Stan Lee, uh, Stan Lee, Larry Flynn. <laughs> yep. yeah. nice. That's another party waiting in heaven right there. So two kings of publication. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that really changed, you know, formative years of my life of uh, rags. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Well, we will miss them quite well, a bit. Well, we have uh, one more death. Oh. Do we? Uh, yeah, uh, Gina Carino's career. Oh, it's, uh, yes. Ooh, ooh. It seems like it was, uh, it's it's a goner, also. Yeah. Uh. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, Don't yeah. make Holocaust jokes, friends. <laughs> yeah, you can't make Holocaust jokes, and uh, you know, I, I think I don't mil- think she made a joke. Well, I don't think it was a joke, was it? I think she was reference, just- maybe. She made a she really poor comparison. Yeah, to so her plight versus a real plight. <laughs> People <laughs> somehow uh, the Mandalorian yeah. season three will be okay. I think, right? Yeah, yeah I don't sure. think it's gonna be that. Well, they're already uh, people are people already want to replace her with the chick that played Xena. So there you go, man. Ah. Lucy Lawless. Right. Yeah, there not? we go. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, let's go. So rest in peace. Gina rest in Karina. peace. Uh, her <laughs> career. Maybe she'll go back into MMA fighting. You know, who knows? Yeah. She a lot of options. Not worried about her. She's got a lot of options. All right. Let's really quickly head to the movies.
Alex, what have you been watching at the movies recently? You got something that's really hot off the press, right? Uh, yeah, I, Netflix dropped uh, starring Zendaya and John David Washington, Malcolm and Marie, um, which is basically uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I mean, if that's that's probably the movie you can most likely compare it to. Right. Uh, it's literally just people arguing for about two and a half hours. Um, so but it's really good. Pretty much uh, like the podcast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about a, it's about a screenwriter and his girlfriend and their discussion over their relationship, but also how it involves his work and how it involves politics and other things. A bunch of boring stuff. Wow. Yeah, all, right, nope. all right, all right, all right. But it's great. It's, it's oh, great. it sounds great. It's a good movie. And where did you watch this? It's at? a good movie. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's Just on Netflix. Right. All right. Zendaya, Zendaya kills it. All right, and there's your comic connection right there with Zendaya. Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya. My Netflix movie was Prospect. Has anybody watched Prospect? As I looked it up, I realized it's two years old, so it could almost qualify for a retro review. But, uh, Brian, have you seen that? (laughs) I have not seen Prospect, no. Uh, it's actually pretty good. I mean, it's it's uh, you know out of nowhere type. Uh, it doesn't belong to a franchise sci-fi uh, you know, movie uh, about a you know a prospector daughter who gets hired to do this job on a planet to find you know some goofy jewels or whatever stuff. And uh, yeah, he, spoiler alert: he ends up getting killed uh, by, of course, everybody's favorite Mandalorian. Uh, Pedro Pascal, another Pedro Pascal. there, uh, and uh, you know wackiness uh, happens. Uh, but no, it was, it was very. It was you know again non-studio, low-budget type movie. Uh, but they did really good with the special effects. So the the costumes and everything I thought were really cool looking, uh, and they really you know kind of built out this universe when it was an hour and a half type movie. Uh, so I thought they did a really good job of packing it in. Highly recommend it. Good for a watch. Netflix Prospect. Prospect. Well, sounds interesting. All right. Well, the other thing, that, the most interesting thing, of course, is on TV. <laughs> and, of course, what are the Podmen watching on TV? WandaVision. 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 All right, Brian, you want to give us a little synopsis of WandaVision this past week? Yeah, so there's uh, everything starting to unravel. Uh, Vision is very keyed into things aren't right, and he's beginning to confront Wanda about the fact that things aren't right. He even says something to the effect of, you know, whenever you need something, it's provided for you, right? Like, uh, like it's miraculously there. Uh, and it all leads up to a crescendo at the very we, – we all knew this was kind of coming. We, we, we've been saying it for a few weeks now. Uh, the end of the episode, there's a knock at the door. Early in the episode, Wanda was telling the, the twins that she had a brother, too, and they were asking about it. Knock at the door. She opens the door, and it's Quicksilver, Pietro, but played by uh, the X-Men Universe's version of, uh, of Pietro. So, uh, and, he, and they even make a joke. Uh, Darcy says, uh, they recast Pietro, right? So they even kind of made that Dick York, Dick, Steve, Dick Stevens kind of uh, reference that we kind of talked about, right, on the podcast a few weeks ago. So, but it opens it up some some interesting uh, theories. You know, every week there's more theories about what's actually happening. 
So. All right. And uh, um, Alex, what did you think about this past episode? We saw uh, probably a good balance of what's going on inside as well as outside of Westview, right? Yeah. um, Overall, I I think most people are agreeing that so far this is the best episode. Um, That final performance between Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany uh, was pretty, pretty spectacular. And probably I think Paul Bettany's best performance as the vision so far um, in terms of that, the balance of the episode flowed great. I love, I'm so glad we're not doing sitcom anymore. Uh, it was great while it lasted, but I'm glad we have more of a balance and we're getting more development. Um, and I like the new mystery of is this multiversal or is this something else going on? Is right. this PH, is this PHO from the X-Men films or is it, I have a theory that it could be Mephisto or it could be Pietro and Mephisto just plucked him in to give Wanda some sort of closure to keep her happy. I don't know. Well, these are are what I'm thinking. uh, I think I'm leaning towards the fact that it's probably (laughs) Mephisto. Right. And yeah, uh, Evan Peters has kind of a creepy look to him. Like he kind of has he that does. sort of, so it wouldn't be too hard of a stretch to morph him into uh, Mephisto or a version of Mephisto leading into uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, so. I think, or he could be Nightmare, which is another option. Um, and I think he fits that role. Just like you said, he has that creepy sort of facial structure. So I think either or. I think there's a likelihood that he's just well, the guy pulling the strings. How many seasons of American Horror Story was he on? Like That's true. Five, oh my god! You know? Yeah. So so he he can lead yeah. into he the creep, pull off creep into the creepy. Yeah, he can pull off creepy. And and yeah, man, Ron, we we see Vision uh, start again, as Brian said. We see him starting to kind of put pieces together, and of course. Uh, one of your favorite uh, babysitters from the comic book, uh, Agatha Harkness. Uh, or is she, is this, uh, what's her, what's, uh, what's her face, uh, in the, the TV show? Yeah. Uh, Agnes, Agnes. Yes. Yeah. What, well, the thing is what I, what I think is going on for one thing, I think it is the children who, who called up Pietro. Um, I think they're the ones because, you know, their mom was telling them about, you know, she right. had a brother, but. He's far, far away. Plus, she said earlier that she cannot bring death things back to life when the dog died. So they really emphasize that, that they she can't bring things back to life. So, and then she was sad for the kids. And then when her and the Vision were having their argument, and like Brian said earlier, you know, Vision was like, anytime you want something, it's there. Well, the doorbell rings and he's like, see, and she's like, I didn't do that. I didn't. She was basically saying, "I didn't call. Right. I didn't think of anything. I didn't call anything forward." So I think the kids, hearing mommy and daddy arguing, and knowing mommy was sad about her brother being gone, <clears throat> they can't bring back someone from the dead. So I think they reached out into the multiverse and pulled this Pietro out. Got this <laughs> pulled a Pietro right out of your ass. <laughs> Pull out a Pietro, Pietro right out of another universe. And, and what do you think about Agnes uh, being aware, self-aware? 
Whereas the other guy from the office, he wasn't until Vision rubbed his temples a little bit and snapped him out of it. Uh, but Agnes seems to be kind of in on what's going on, right? And that kind of leads, yeah, that kind of leads into the clip we saw for tomorrow's episode, right? Oh, I haven't um, seen the clip, but I don't know. I haven't either. Uh, well, it's just I, I haven't mean, either. It's a, it's a little throwaway. It's a little throwaway line, but um, uh, Vision asks Agnes. And she says something about, uh, he goes, are we dead? And she goes, well, I'm not, but you are. What? So she knows Vision's dead. Yeah. And, and, and Agnes has a tie to Mephisto, right? So, and we've still got the mystery of who was the witness protection person. Not that it's going to be Mephisto, but that's kind of out there. I don't know if they'll, if they just laid that just for us to, to think, to pull right. us off the trail of Mephisto. But uh, but yeah, Agnes has a direct correlation to Mephisto, and if Mephisto's pulling the strings, but he's ethereal, right? Uh, maybe Agnes is his agent on the it physical could be. plane, I mean, right? Yeah, could be. Okay. Um, well, the I, there's I a couple, a, well, there's just a couple. There's something else that kind of occurred to me in all of this. You know, we've said that it's. Uh, if it's Mephisto, and it, you know you, Mephisto's got the ties to all three that we've said are going to be multiverse components for like this mini phase four of the multiverse, right? Because the the stuff with Wanda and the twins, right, in the comics in the eighties, right? Uh, Mephisto has has fought Doctor Strange numerous times, and then it dawned on me, as much as they probably don't want to. Marvel's not scared of referencing a story and then putting a twist on it. Probably the most uh, um, uh, polarizing story uh, in the past 20 years for Marvel is <laughs> Spider-Man One More Day, where Aunt May is dying, uh, Mary Jane and Peter are married, and Mary Jane makes a deal with Mephisto to save, to save Aunt May, and it ends up wiping away their marriage and their relationship. Wow. Right? So, so Pete, yeah. So Mephisto has all three connections. Now, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about Aunt May or anything making that choice for Mephisto, but that could be how they put the the uh, uh, horse back in the stable, right? Um, or the toothpaste back in the tube, as far as Peter's uh, identity that was revealed at the end of Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home. Gotcha. There could be a situation gotcha. yep. where his friends are in danger because his his um, identity's out there. Uh, he makes a deal with Mephisto. Probably doesn't know it's Mephisto, but makes a deal with Mephisto, and that's how they reverse everyone knowing that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Hey, and Alex, let me ask you this: because you uh, you're you're a black and white kind of guy, uh, and you love the funny <laughs> books, you love a good rogues gallery. How do you feel about Mephisto if? Mephisto is the main villain here. How do you feel about that being a villain as opposed to who's essentially the devil as opposed to like a super villain? Um, I think WandaVision has a pretty tricky task in using that character, especially when you're involving more technological stuff with like sword and things like that to make this into like, you know, witchcraft and wizardry, which the Scarlet, it, a show about the Scarlet Witch, but still, I mean, that's a 
that's even a big leap of faith, even for Marvel, who immediately dismissed North mythology by just calling uh, all of it science and it, they were just aliens and blah, 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 blah. Like, they came up with all these reasons. So then to introduce the actual devil of this universe, that's tricky to say the least. But I think, I don't think Marvel's introduced a character yet that's come off and it hasn't worked in the in the world they've created. Yeah. And so I'm I'm willing to give them a benefit of the doubt on the, this one. And I'm sure they'll come up with a great way to introduce the character. I'm, I'm well, not, no doubts about that. You've also got to like kind of think this is going to give them more depth on the bench as far as different corners of the universe. Because they yeah, can flirt I mean, that's, with. That's totally true. They can flirt with like the the mystical, mythical, fantasy stuff a little bit. And you can bring in components like Morgan Le Fay, right? And Mordred. And yeah. you can bring it. We're already getting Black Knight. Yeah. Right? And, and Blade. So. <laughs> and. What, uh, Podman Ron, what's going on with it? I mean, why can't we have superheroes fighting supervillains? Why do we got to have kind of these, uh, knucklehead mystical stuff? Well, you know, I mean, like they were saying, I, I don't mind it. I've never been a fan of it in the comics. I never really was a big Doctor Strange fan, but you know, I do realize what Marvel's doing. You know, they're they are going to the well and expanding their universe even more. So I, that part I don't mind. So I'm okay with it. All right. Well, but I would like to say, I would like to say that you know, I want to guess the uh, put my bets on the uh, the Luke Skywalker moment. Oh yes, uh, yes. Uh, with this, uh, so this was not it. Quicksilver was not the. Luke no, Skywalker. no, I don't okay. think it is. All right, I, I'm. I'm thinking a Luke Skywalker moment may not be an actor that she's talking about. Wow. I think it may be a character she's talking about. Tell I'm, and I'm think, Spill it. I'm thinking that character is going to be the original Human Torch. Wow. What that we saw in. Captain America, Captain America. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Because that if you think that, about it, if you it's a reach. Big reach. Nerd but if you think about it, like that. Where did they create? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a minute. Where did they get Vision? The body of the Vision. In the, in the comics. In the well, in the no, Avengers no, movie, right? In Ultron. Right in the yeah. Avengers movie. Where did Ultron get that body from? I don't remember. No, no. It was created. I, I watched the movie. Nah, who? She wasn't a cybernetic. Ago. She wasn't a cybernetic. She just created. It skin. was made out of or, it was made out of organic tissue, made out of vibranium. They say it in the film, but that's what the parts they, are. That's but, how he's a synthesoid. Yeah, he's, that's, a they, he's not they, a they robot. Had, had the, the whole thing is that she has this giant tube that can recreate organic matter. Helen Chow. Okay. She has this whole tube, right? And then, all she needs is the vibranium to construct a whole body. She just makes it. They actually just make a body. I'm saying they don't that use anything I, else. All right. I, I, I'm thinking that uh, it's going to be revealed that Ultron used the original human towards his body. That would be I cool. think with better I, technology than than something from. World War II, or man, Ron, you were just World War II? you're really taking. We don't a know what here. that was. We don't know what that was think, in World I War think II. Old, human to, I think the, hold on a minute. Could, oh my god! The, the original Human Torch was used. I mean, he was. A, I mean, everybody thought he was a real person. So, I mean, you are missing the key words of Luke Skywalker level cameo. 
Keyword yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, the, the original, the original Human Torch, which appeared for like seven seconds. Wow, you don't know yeah. me. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know Podman Ron. You are taking a <laughs> beating you, in this episode. Thank you, Brad. Jeez. Thank you. I don't know what is going on. Jeez. I have a feeling, Podman know, man. Ron. Good Lord. I have a feeling that I'm going to get a call after the show uh, from Brian and Alex saying, hey, let's record on Wednesday night. And tell Podman and Ron we're going to record on Thursday because this is this huh. is not heading to a good place. All right, Brutal, uh, man. Just, Alex, who is what Captain? Oh shit! Uh, Luke Skywalker Walker <laughs> level uh, cameo? Are you expecting? Or again, have we seen it? Is Quicksilver the the uh, yeah the the moment? I think that could be it. Uh, to clarify, Elizabeth Olsen actually never said. That it's a Luke Skywalker level cameo. No. It was the journalist that asked that, and she no. said there's a very big cameo. So it kind of got twisted a little bit. But I think if there is another one, despite this one, uh, I think it'd probably have to be one of the two Spider Men. That's the only All other right, thing with I could think, especially yeah, especially if we're going down the multiverse route. And yeah, I think it could be Brian. Your thoughts? Spider-Man. My thoughts. Uh, I think if you're actually talking. That, that that level, it would almost, almost have to be Cap or Iron Man. That's the only two that are going to rival uh, like a Luke Skywalker, Skywalker type moment. Now, if you're talking about big cameo, I think the safe bet's Doctor Strange. However, uh, I think as this continues to unravel and get wilder and wilder, uh, I got a feeling we may see uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson Quicksilver before it's all said and done. Very well could. Yeah, I, my, my bet's on uh, Cap... Uh, Captain Strange as well. Uh, Doctor Strange as well. Uh, but, you know, it's something that stuck with me, Brian. I think you said last episode is that, yeah, we've got like uh, Multiverse of Madness comes out in 2024 or whatever. I mean, we've got, we've got a we long got a lot play of time. Here, yeah. So, uh, Actually, it comes out, I think, in February of 2022. What? That's still yeah. a year. That's still a year away. And so, Spi- just, but Spider, the Spider-Man three comes out in December, I think. At least a year away, because who knows when we're actually going to have the the go ahead to go back to theaters. That's we're still waiting true. on Black uh, Widow. It's, Never. Its release date. Its release date is March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. So, all right, well, a little, so maybe. little more than a year away. Now we'll stretch yeah. it out. There's one other theory that's out there. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, it's kind of fun. Right, it would be a nice way to quickly pull uh, a, a lot of new characters into the MCU. But have you guys seen this? Uh, the theory that's going around about Professor X didn't kill the X Men in Logan. Do you guys see this? No, no, no. All right. So the theory says, you know, in Logan, it's just it's just Wolverine and Professor X left. He's uh, the the when he began experiencing dementia. Something happened with his powers, and he killed all the mutants. Right, like that's the story. That's but the you never story. see it. It's it's all done off screen. You're just told this is what happened, right? And that's why there's nobody left. So the theory going around is Professor X did not kill the X Men uh, due to the events of Wandavision and the Multiverse of Madness. The X Men were ripped from the uh, uh, Fox universe. And pulled into the MCU, All right. and Professor X took the blame for it. <laughs> took the uh, you need to fall, guy. I mean that's that's fine to retcon it, but uh, yeah. No, I don't. Sure. Want it. I wish they just 
just give recast everything. Yeah, I don't that's what they should that. do. No, they will recast. They will recast. But but that's kind of it's just kind of a nice. It's almost got two nice a little twists on it. You know, a little twist. Uh, now the, the flip side is it will make that almost like uh, when you're watching um, Star Trek with, from J.J. Abrams. It kind of said, "Hey, we're rebooting, but everything you knew before was still canon." It's almost that kind of a uh, elegant sort of answer, where it makes the Fox movies still kind of sort of relevant to the MCU movies. But, but we're do still we really need them? We don't really no. need them. No. I mean, I, you know, I just, I mean, at this point, here's my concern, and and this should be uh, everybody but Alex's concern: How long do each of us have? To kick off a new X Men universe, I know, and get to get to a fruitful place where it's established. How many origin movies do we have to sit through before we get back to an X Men that are fully ingrained in the MCU? I would rather I like them rip the bandaid you know, off and get it done. You know how many times we got to see Batman's origin? I'm so sick of that bullshit. You know how many times does like have to die? Well, and that's yeah. a great segue there, Ron, because we've got a retro review. All right, Podman Ron. What does that mean? I watched uh, Batman vs. Superman. Wait, what? What did you say? Find them. What the fuck is that? Save Martha. Martha. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We did it. We said the name. I know. Oh, it's, God. <laughs> it's a name that uh, you, you relived here, and you relived Bruce Wayne's parents getting shot over and over again. Uh, tell us what you think about... Batman v Superman, Podman Ron. It, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. It, you know, I mean, <laughs> and it didn't have to be. That's the thing. I mean, it was just there was just so much on it that it could have been so good. I mean, the Batman Ben Affleck parts were fantastic. I mean, he was a fantastic Batman, except when he was murdering people. <laughs> This, that kind of stuff, like, I didn't understand why he had to brand people in jail. I didn't understand why Superman them. was considered a, you know, everybody hated him and why he was hunting him. And, I mean, was Bat- Batman been around 20 years, but everybody acted like they never heard of him until, I mean, I don't know. Everything was just, when you watch these DC movies, they're so, you know, we hate Superman. <laughs> One movie, we're mourning them the next, you know? I mean, it's just all over the place. Uh, it was, and this was the extended cut, too. It was the extended cut where they added more to explain Thanks. all that shit at Thanks the beginning. And 20% more. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was 20%. Yeah, I explained a little bit more that you didn't understand at the movie, but at the cost of, it was boring as fuck. I mean, it was like, oh my God, just. Really? I mean, could y'all have not just come up with something better than this just over-convoluted plot that y'all were trying to do and Lex Luthor was trying to frame Superman for all this? And, <laughs> oh, God, it was just terrible. So That hurts. Here's, here's a quote that I heard a few years ago, but it rings true. Uh, most people want, in comics want to write Batman, Right. Uh, but Tom Taylor, who is probably one of the best DC writers of the past 10 years, 
Um, he said uh, <laughs> most most writers say they want to write Batman for sure. Batman's up there, uh, but my dream was to always to write Superman. Angst is easy, earnest is hard. Cynicism is simpler, but idealism idealism is worthy of striving for, even if you have to brush the sides uh, of brush away the sack. The sack. Well, that's the, the shitty movie and the the shitty thing. I mean, I, but, I, I because, think what you're saying. Well, what it has to do with it is everything <laughs> you just said for the past three minutes is why is DC all dark? Why is it all angst? Why can't they write Superman? Uh, as Superman. That's literally what you just said. Yeah, uh, I mean, I get that. I know. I mean, that's so right. Ask, what does that do have to do with what you just said? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we know that. I mean, we know that what you just said. We, you're right. I mean, but it sucks. <clears throat> and that's the thing. DC shot away from it. DC said, let's add angst to Superman. Marvel leaned into Captain America and said, no, we're going we're gonna to lean into the idealism. And of the two, what's the better character? In the movies, absolutely, Captain America. Absolutely, yeah. Right. I still like. I've never Superman, Batman v Superman. I still think it's a solid s- flick. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. I've never had to fight so hard to agree with someone before. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, well, you know, while I was watching the movie, what sucks though is like the Batman part. <clears throat> This is the, this is the Batman. This is where we're going back to. The, we're going to argue about the earlier topic. Is this Batman that Ben Affleck plays is a twenty-year-old veteran Batman, and he to me is just like the comic book Batman. He except he you know, murders people. Oh, okay. He murders people. Who cares? Y'all but did the Dark Knight return? But, in the the Frank Miller's Dark Knight, did he murder people? No, he did not. I, no, he didn't. <laughs> Debatable. Okay, but the point is, the point is this, what we were saying earlier, this is, to me, the comic book guy. I mean, this is the guy from the comic book. This is a grizzled, 20-year-old crime-fighting veteran that I can believe that can do some of the things that he was doing just because of the experience he's has under his belt. I love the line where Alfred goes, God, you remember when it was simpler times where we just had exploding penguins? I mean... You know, there's a backstory, there's a history to this character now that you don't have to see his origin to know what the fuck happened. You know, you just, you know, you don't have to see exploding penguins to know that he fought a penguin, the penguin, and there was silly shit like that going on. I like that. I wish we could have a whole movie like that with this character, with this Batman. I don't want to see another origin story, a young Batman, a, a Batman getting used to what's going on, you know, I don't want to see a crime drama. If I want to see a fucking crime movie, I'll fucking go watch a crime movie. I don't Wait. want to see a superhero Batman movie. Wow. Not a can, superhero I can, I, can I chime in real quick? Yeah, please, Alex. I, no offense, PMR, and I mean you no offense, but I think the only reason you You're really like this idiot. Batman... <laughs> yeah, uh, the only reason you really like this Batman the way you do is because I think the suit does 90% of the work. No. It's a great-looking suit. It's no, a great his suit. character... Is that, no, is that I'm acting, telling you right now. Everything about him is fantastic. Yeah. The performance is good, but it's not <laughs> Batman. He's not playing it's totally it's Batman. Batman. Yeah, it's I'm, not, it's not. again, I'm with Podman Ron on this. But well, it's not really, Batman. It's not Dark Knight. Totally not. 
it's not Dark Knight Batman either. It's not. It's nowhere near the level of Dark Knight, which you were crapping on earlier in the episode. It is. Because you know why I was crapping oh. on it? Because it deserves to be crapped on, because it's not... It's a good movie, but it's not a comic book Batman. You you can't tell me that the Dark Knight reminds you of any of the comic book. Yeah, I I certainly can. I certainly can. When Batman's whole moral code is one rule, and that's to not kill, as soon as you just let him kill. We we really need to table this, guys. I mean, this is a a Uh, hot-button topic here. I mean... Uh, yeah, we should definitely table it for a great geek debate, I think. Vengeance. Vengeance. That's what, uh, that's what it's all about. Podman Ron wants his vengeance on, uh, the I'm Batman. Just making a point. So, o- I overall, just, I just, aside from the great Batman portrayal, not a good movie, still. Batman no, v Superman. Uh, no, and what, I think what makes it even worse of a movie is you see good stuff in the movie you see wonder woman great even superman even henry cavill he looks fantastic <clears throat> so you see all these aspects of the movie that are great and then it's just total shit all put together and and it's like the story and everything lex luther was absolutely that was the biggest shittiest casting ever and so I think that's what makes this movie so much worse is that you're you see disappointed. You're great, well, you see these great performances. And like like Brian was saying earlier, you know, we're not going to be able to around much longer. When are we going to get that perfect <laughs> Justice League that's movie? Right. We're not. I mean, I, in a month. you know, this was it. This was this was this was it. And I, they fucking blew it. I mean. And you would think after seeing Marvel make these great movies you would have someone that could kind of do this for DC. I mean, Marvel makes it effortless. DC makes it like, fuck it. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Just throw money at it. It's it's stuff that we've said on previous podcasts. It's, it's, uh, uh, the machine of Warner brothers studios versus, uh, the just leave Marvel alone. You know, Marvel, it's a very streamlined process. It's, it's Feige. It's who he hires as a director. And it's who Disney casts, and Disney leaves them alone. Everything with Warner Brothers, you've got producers, executive producers. You've got uh, it's a money machine, and everybody wants their name attached, and they want to put their fingerprint on it. And so it's too many cooks, which right? is a great a great segue into a retro review of too many cooks. No. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Zack Snyder's Justice League and see if that changes uh, your thoughts on everything. Again, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, it, I thought it was a flawed movie, but I still uh, find it a very watchable and entertainment movie, entertaining movie, as opposed to, you know, some of the other uh, Marvel movies that were like, oh, my God, they just kind of dialed it in. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Alex, real quick. Goodfellas. You're, so from one uh, violent, <laughs> violent uh, you know, crime drama of Batman to another violent crime drama. Yeah, Goodfellas. Uh, I watched good. I watched Goodfellas uh, the other day, um, and I had a gr- I had a great time. Uh, there's not really much you can say about Goodfellas that hasn't been said. Um, it's really great. Mark Scorsese does a great job of directing. De Niro's great. Great. Everybody's uh, great. What was your favorite great scene, Alex? <laughs> um, I, this sounds so cliche, and it's 
but it's so true. I love the scene uh, with um, uh, Jimmy walking to the to the um, telephone booth uh, and trying to call Joe Pesci yeah. or just hear about what's happening to realize that he just got shot in the head. It's a very good scene, and it's very satisfying for Jimmy's character. Um, yeah, to be shot think, in the head. Uh, yep. Yeah, where he shot. <laughs> yeah. It's just great. It's great. It's great for all three, and you can totally and it just totally leaves the rest of the story as this blank canvas as to where we're going next. So, uh, my my really favorite cool. scene was uh, Robert De Niro uh, telling uh, uh, the the Henry Hill's wife to go around the corner. It's right right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yeah, go around the corner. So, that's freaky. That's that's a good scene. Yeah. Uh, Podman Ron, uh, it, would that would you say that's your favorite gangster movie? If we could call it a gangster uh, movie, mobster movie, I would I would say it was my favorite one. Yes, absolutely. All right, <laughs> absolutely, uh, absolutely. I you know I do want to get to Brian has been such a tease with this eighties uh, forgotten eighties classic. A retro eighties classic. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts, Podman Ron? You said that. Uh, what did you say? I said it was Roadhouse. 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 All right. I'll go with Last American Virgin. Uh, Alex? Alex? I didn't I didn't live through the eighties, so I can't name something that's yeah, Oh, that one movie that one movie that Paul Rudd always plays a clip on when he goes to Conan. Mac and uh, me. Mac and me. Okay, Mac, Mac and me. And me. Yeah. All right, no. there you go. No. Roadhouse, Last American Version, Mac and Me. Brian, tell us this influential but forgotten eighties classic. You're all wrong. Oh. Uh, I'll give you a Damn few it. more clues. I will say this film is not available on any streaming service, wow. including Amazon Prime for purchase or iTunes. Wow. You Roadhouse. Can, Roadhouse. You, you cannot see this film without buying a DVD or really jumping through some hoops. Which you did, the, I guess. I jumped through some hoops. I did it for you guys, right? All right. Let's hear so, it. So, uh, set it up. Give us the synopsis before you give us the title. So, and I will, I will. So, uh, students of Greendale High School, ring any bells? God. Greendale High School. Yeah. Uh, John, Dan Dan Harmon said this is one of his favorite movies all time. Students of Greendale High School. Nope. Uh, it's in the 80s. Uh, you're, you've, the sidekick's name is Charles DeMar. Uh, the main character's Zap? name is Lane. No. Oh. Lane Meyer. Uh-huh. It stars David Ogden Stiers and John Cusack. Martian Manhunter fame and John Cusack. Yeah. Better off dead. Ah, I didn't know it was that rare. It's incredibly rare. And and I don't know why other than, you know, the whole he, he keeps trying to kill himself and then realizing it's stupid to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess that may be why, but Paramount has not released it in any form anywhere. Wow, why is that, um, you think? Since, since Blu-ray in, like, 2009. But a fantastic film. Now, Alex, you probably haven't seen it. Ron, you've seen Better Off Dead, correct? A long time ago, but I barely remember it. Ah, some of the famous lines. Yeah. You know, it's pure snow. It's everywhere. Do you know, have any idea what the street value of this mountain is? Right? The, uh, uh, 
<laughs> Let, let's listen to a little trailer. Your brother does better than you do, and that nobody even cares. That broke up with me. Oh, that's nice. Well, you might be right. But remember one thing. I haven't even been to New York City. Nobody was ever better off dead. All right, I want my two dollars, Brian. A uh, damn shame throwing away a perfectly good, good white, white boy, boy like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that tagline. I feel like that tagline doesn't really doesn't really work that well. I could think of several people that are better off dead than alive. It like just right off the top of my head, Hitler, like Christopher Plummer, like oh. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> I have tons the, of people. The crescendo career. I mean, <laughs> the crescendo of the film is a ski race down the mountain. Come on, <laughs> yep. it's classic, God. a classic '80s film. And I went through a lot of hoops to see it, and I do not regret it at all. Shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And abnormal. Yep, there you go. And it actually uh, stars uh, Diane Franklin, uh, who was in Last American Version. So I think I kind of won that bet. In my mind, I won. There you go. <laughs> I'll t- uh, uh, yeah, fantastic film. Seek it out if you can find it. Great movie. And, and you know what its Rotten Tomato score is? Uh, 88. 77. Wow. Wow. Okay. 77. And, and here's the thing. When you watch it, it, you can absolutely see the influence that it had on Community. Yeah. To the point where he even named Community Greendale College after Greendale High School in, in uh, Better Off Dead. Fantastic film. All right, that's, five out of five stars. That's good. I like it. I, I think it's good, and it's worth your, your $2 that you spent on it, I guess, right? Johnny, I don't have a dime. Sorry. Didn't ask for a dime. $2. Well. Yeah, uh, Brian. Brian uh, did, did you pay more than $2 for that? I paid nothing. Wow. All right. We, we don't want to hear about your ill-gotten game there. Of uh, of how you come to watch this somewhat illegal film, but we're glad you are looking at it, and we're going to roll into our next segment. Of uh, what do you? There you go. What do you think the next segment is, boys? What you looking at? What you looking at? That's right. What you looking at, Brian? What you're, you're looking at? Better off dead, and we're looking at gangsters. Uh, what, what are you looking at? Peaky Blinders from BBC. What is Peaky starring, Blinders about? Starring Killian Murphy, Scarecrow from the uh, horrible and Batman, horrible, movies. horrible series so, of Batman movies. Yeah, god awful, critically yeah. acclaimed Batman yeah. movies. So uh, Peaky Blinders it's set uh, after World War One in London, um, and they are a gang that they're known for. They wear uh, blinder hats, which is a skid lid type hat. And the reason they're called Peaky Blinders is because they would sew razor blades into the brim. So if they got into it, because guns were, they, they had access to guns, but, you know, guns were illegal, still are illegal for most, in most of England. Um, so they would use their hats when Just they would fight to take the hat off. For our listeners overseas. And blind, uh, blind um, the people they were in a fight with. They, you know, cut their face, cut wow. their eyes, that sort of thing. So, but it's, uh, we've had five seasons so far. We're getting season six. Um, it's, inc- it's very, very good. 
but it, yeah, set, it's gangster set after they all have come back from World War One, um, and they are taking over uh, the uh, um, uh, a portion of London. And you've got so you've got Killian Murphy. Uh, season two brings in Bane. Um, wow. Uh, Tom, uh, what's his Hardy? name? Uh, uh, Tom a Hardy. Rogues Gallery? Yeah. A Rogues Gallery. Tom Hardy is uh, probably the best character in the whole series. He comes in kind of as a rival, and then he begrudgingly becomes friends. But he plays like a Jewish gangster, um, and he is phenomenal. He, he His character is hilarious uh, through the through, through this show. Uh, excellent, excellent television show you can catch all the seasons on netflix uh and i believe season six is uh they were going to start shooting when all this uh pandemic stuff started nonsense but yeah we should have season six out by the end of the year all right Uh, alex is that of interest to you since you're in a gangster type mode yeah i actually i've been meaning to sit down and watch peaky blinders but i i just never never thought i I never thought I'd get into it, but I think Brian kind of just sold me there. Uh, let me give you a, a, a tip. Watch it with the uh, uh, closed caption on because you're getting a lot of Cockney accents. Uh, well, so Brian, sometimes uh, Brian, I it, think it, you may forget. Alex, I think you know someone who's, who uh, has a British accent, I do. right? Okay, I, well, there you go. I do, I do. I do know someone with a British accent. There you go. She can translate for me. <laughs> all right, well, all right. There you go. I love it, Podman Ronnie. Any, any any interest in that? No, none whatsoever. Not, not in the not in the person I know. No, <laughs> he has no interest with her. No, 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 he has no interest in anything British, really. Actually, Podman Ronnie. Yeah, so. no, yeah, he is he is a true blooded American. Yep, he bleeds red, white, and blue. Uh, well, he's a man of he's a man of vulgar tastes. He is a man of uh, speaking of vulgar tastes. Podman Ron, uh, you're you're checking out uh, Carnival. Is that right? Is that how you I am? And, it? Uh, well, let me just say I just checked it out. Uh, I checked it out about three episodes. I tried. I, you know, Brad, it's HBO show. I tried to hang in there for you. Yeah. Why? And, uh, uh, Out of respect, Brian. I, uh, but I've told him repeatedly to go watch The Wire, and he just at this point refused. <laughs> he does not give a shit about no, the cop show. I've told you uh, The Wire is up with the next Gangi watch. I can't watch it yet So we're Vision. finished with uh, what me and Gangi are watching right now. So. <laughs> All right. But so I'm hitting the Carnival, and uh, Carnival. I, I'm into like three or the, the four, ice cream three or well. Three or four episodes. It, it has something to do with the uh, 1930s and uh, traveling carnival freak shows and, you know, what have you. And uh, You, you love a the, good freak show. You know. I do. It gets and canceled they, before the end. I know. So, the, uh, okay. One of the guys that they pick up is uh, he's got these healing powers, and uh, he's tied in with a preacher that's on the other side of the country, and it's it's weird. It's interesting, but not enough interest. To Nothing you're going to keep. With, gets, you don't think? Yeah, it just keeps. It's kind of boring, uh, and it shouldn't be. It has all the you know the freaks. It's got the carnival. Uh, yeah. It's got the old time thirties. You know, I, go I would have thought it had been. Yeah, it needed to be a little bit more uh, action and 
Um, a little bit more adventure, but it's been kind of boring. And it's kind of like those old shows from back then. And it's not really old, old, but it's those 2000 shows where it just seems like they take a long time to get somewhere. And it, it just, yeah. it just kind of drag on. So uh, well, I, I may give it another episode or two, but. Nah, then I'm probably gonna you, cut bait if it doesn't. Well, if you're bait. you're looking for something before you start the wire, <clears throat> again, I think it was my pick last week or uh, week before. Uh, two weeks to live on HBO Max. It's like six episodes, and that's it. So if you need just a little bit of a break, uh, or, I think Gangi would like it. It's, it's an easy. I watch. may, I may, you know, or, throw that on there. But uh, in that same wheelhouse, Chernobyl. Chernobyl might be a little bit too heavy, though. It's about five episodes, but yeah, but the history of it's like fascinating. Like uh, the 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 thing, like what happened, how they covered it up, what you know, what what went down. Uh, at, it, it's it's pretty fascinating. Like because uh, they just sent firemen in there, they didn't tell anybody that it was a meltdown. There's towns all around it uh, that didn't know for days that anything was going on. Uh, it's pretty, yeah. Chernobyl's yeah. pretty great too. All right. So. All right. If I have to, uh, if, uh, P, uh, PMR rating, I'd give Carnival maybe a th- two. A two. I'd give it a two. A solid okay. two. A, P, a solid PMR rating of two. Okay. That's two, yeah. Hey, that, that's the first rating we've thrown out this episode, so let's just, <laughs> yeah. let's just go with that. <laughs> if, go with that. If, if we could go back in time, we would change it. If there was a multiverse, we would change it. Uh, Brian, I think you have an idea for a multiverse. Uh, before we do, though, let's uh, let's go into well, a little place we like to call the pitch session. I think I've got something really good. The beginning of my movie kind of starts out like this. <laughs> this is my twist. It's one scene I got in my head. Just Here's change my it pitch. Take my money, Christ. please. You're going to love it. I got something terrible. If this movie ever came out, it would make no money. Stuff happens. Yada, yada, yada. Go back to rewrite on that one. How dare you, sir? The superpowers. It was a great movie. The plot holes. Yeah, I want to hear it because this is good. I needed more saxophone. It's a different type of movie. That would be good. My movie would make money. I like that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Five would be a better movie. Movie than any of yours. That's my movie. That's a great and it, you're nobody, Alex. That, my friends, is a hell of a <laughs> and see. No credit. All right. You know, I will cut that. <laughs> I will cut that hmm. down a little bit. Uh, uh, some of the initial no, feedback. Don't. No, no, uh, Some of the like feedback it. that I got from my focus group was that it was too long. Because, uh, but uh, uh, it's just I love it. I love those little clips in there. Uh, so, Brian, I, I didn't hear that I was called a nobody. That hurts. Yeah, you're nobody, bit, Alex. Yeah, nobody. Well, there Alex, all you were concerned about is that. what would make money. You're the money. Yeah. What's great is I think I'm like 15 years old. Probably. In that video. You probably were. Yeah. You probably were. Yeah. Uh, so, Brian, uh, let's hear your pitch here. What is what is your is this a movie? Is it a TV show? What is it? I would say it's a TV show. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, I would say HBO Max. Right. Uh, I think DC has been trying to quick launch their universe repeatedly. Right. I mean, that's kind of the theme. You know, we they they didn't want to pay the dues that Marvel did. But they wanted to reap the benefits of of the Avengers movies, right? So another way, and at the same time, from a content standpoint, HBO Max needs DC content, right? 
So if there's a way to kind of balance both of those and introduce you, you introduce you to more DC characters. That's why I pitched uh, Kingdom Come last week, right? Yeah, right. Uh, well, coming off the heels of that, I was like, well, what, are there other ways to accomplish this? And I came up with what I think is a fantastic pitch. If you do say uh, so yourself. If I do say so myself. Uh, and I'm calling it Booster Gold's Guide to the Multiverse. Ah, so a little right. uh, Doctor Strange and the Madness of the Multiverse or whatever. Yeah, yeah a yeah. little bit. Or you okay. could, And if you wanted to, you could change it to the Hyperverse. Okay. Right? Or, All right. you know, yeah, uh, um, but uh, so the idea would be Booster Gold, who is from the 30th century, Michael Carter Hall from the 30th century, who is an ex-football player and now janitor at the Legion of Superheroes Museum. That's literally that is real. That is his origin. Steals. He went from, uh, a, he went from a football star to a janitor. To a janitor, he uh, he he works the Legion of Superheroes Museum as a night janitor, uh, and <laughs> thinks he's going oh, to yeah. use his advanced 30th century knowledge of the past and the fact that clearly, just because it's he's from the 30th century, he's got to be smarter than us. He steals a Legion flight ring, steals a teleporter and a robot, and comes back to our time to d- become a superhero, right? And uh, that's that's the comic book origin of Booster Gold. Now, Booster Gold later on partners up with B- with Blue Beetle, their best friends, Ted Kord. They join the Justice League. Uh, he is very much a comedic end of the co- of the uh, DC universe, right? Uh, but I would say let's make it a TV show, and honestly, for lack of a better like analogy, kind of Forrest Gump old DC properties, right? Oh, okay. Kind of insert so them into places. Insert them into to the DC history, right? You could have him show up on an episode of you could do an animated episode of uh, Challenge of the Super Friends, where Booster Gold gets uh, gets intercut into it. Into the episode, and something happens, yeah. right? Challenge the Super Friends. You could have him jump, and, and, and here's the thing. I would say, let's go back and look at the worst DC properties, right? And see if we can't spin them in a way to at least they're more entertaining, right? And you get to knock some of the dust off the old back catalog. And, right. and so some of the worst properties, according to Podman Ron, would be the Nolans, Batman, <laughs> and, and yeah, Batman yeah. v can Superman. We, can we read that term? Yeah, how's Booster yeah. Gold going to save the Batman trilogy? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, I hadn't thought of that one. But he could jump into uh, Superman 3 with Richard Pot Pryor, right? Yeah, save uh, that one. Save Wonder it. Woman yeah. 84? Wonder Woman, uh, Linda Carter, Wonder There's Woman. There's no saving that. Yeah. No saving Wonder Woman 84. Uh, you could have him jump in and, and do that whole uh, uh, the Forrest Gump and put him in an episode of Batman from 1966, right? Uh, and my favorite idea is he travels back to the 1970s Legends of Superheroes DC roast. Oh, wow. That would be a good one with Sergeant Rock. That would Rock. be a pretty good one, right? Uh yeah, yeah, with Sergeant Rock. So what but would yeah. he do? Would he just stand there in the background? Or no, no, no. You mean, would, how- so you would. It would be like a combination of Forrest Gump, you know, transposing him into these existing properties, and Quantum Leap. Okay. Right. So he has to go back in time and set these things right, 
and half the time he's setting it right because the, it's a, it's an in joke that the, the movie was so bad. You know, he's doing something to set it. Now he can't say I'm I'm going into a movie, but he can be saying I'm going into this timeline to fix whatever happened with Richard Pryor, right? In, in Superman three. Um, but you could also, if you wanted to spin it another way, you could kind of ping pong and have these be different parts of the roadmap, you know, for where he's going to jump into these properties, uh, but also expand the universe, right? He could, you know, there could be a, a situation where he intersects with Jonah Hex, Pamondi. Um, honestly, Warlord, something that was a huge property like in the 70s and 80s was uh, Warlord, uh, Travis Morgan. Right, that's guitarist. Um, Vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah, but but that was a big property in the early '80s. Mike Grell, yeah, right? There you go. So, I was trying so, to think of the name. Yeah. So yeah, so you could have him jump into all those different timelines and kind of reinvigorate properties. Uh, if DC wanted to half-ass my idea, right? <laughs> if they if they're listening, I had to show your over, overlords over at Warner that you yes, know. listen closely. Yeah, yeah. Here's, if you want to half-ass my idea and, and, and test the waters for this brilliant idea, you've got how many Warner premiere movies, Brad? You uh, see Warner premiere movies? Uh, quite a bit, right? The, the animated movies, I, you mean? Yeah, I believe we're up to 43 animated movies. Spreading the gamut of lots of DC stories, and even we have two movies that are set with Adam West um, doing the voice of Batman right. and it being Batman 66. So you could almost just say, hey, let's just go animate it and jump back and forth in our back catalog of just the animated movies. That would be easy enough, you'd think. Right, easy enough, and just make it an animated show. But I think the real power in the punch is if you go in and you do the whole uh, um, Forrest Gump. Now, I also cast my Booster Gold. Okay, yeah, John and, Cena. And I, oh. I feel fantastic about this cast, all right? So... In the, we'll start low. All right. Uh, uh, Blue Beetle, <laughs> Jaime Reyes. Right. Uh, Zolo uh, Majorina from uh, who? From Ooh. Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, yeah. The the, the main guy, Miguel. Miguel. Yeah, as, yeah. As, as Jaime Reyes, right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good catch. All right. I say we bring back Arthur Darville as Rip Hunter because he's already established, right? And you know he's he, he he's able to work. But I think you don't you don't. He's more uh, he it's more of a you know dad kind of scenario because Booster Gold is Rip Hunter's father. You know you found out in the comics. Okay. Um, I think for Blue Beetle Ted Cord, you want somebody that that kind of looks the part but can also play funny. And I'll tell you who looks like Ted Cord to me, especially like the Kevin McGuire Ted Cord, is Jason Ritter. Hmm, okay. John Ritter's son, right? And Not John Ritter. The Jason Ritter. The titular Booster Gold is a man who was at one point almost cast as Star-Lord for James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy films. Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Glenn Howerton as Booster Gold. Oh, that would be no, good. No? He's, nope. Pod Man Ron, you say no to now. that? 
He's a little, he's a little, he's, I don't know. I don't like that casting, but you know. All right. You usually uh, do better could, than that, Brian. Yeah. I think he could pull off the smarmy, self promotion, like out of touch character that Booster Gold is. And he doesn't. I don't know why you think he looks old. Like, have you seen like AP Bio or any season of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> no one's seen um, AP what? Bio. It's like he doesn't—he doesn't age. He looks the same now as he did 12 years ago when Sunny in Philadelphia first came out. So that's true. Uh, Alex, do you have any thoughts here of the, of the the casting or the concept? No, I love the concept. Uh, yeah, that's no, pretty good. I I would love anything with Booster Gold in it. He's a very underused character. So he deserves a little spotlight. All he right. is an underused character. He is a good character. <clears throat> that series they did back uh, 10, 15 years ago was such a good series when it started out. So Yeah, and if you go that route, like then you're doing more of like the, the Warner premiere movies, right? Because he went into Killing Joke. Right? <laughs> he, he had a storyline in Killing Joke where uh, with uh, – he had a storyline where he uh, interacted with Jonah Hex. He had a storyline. Um, I'm trying to think of all the different ones in 52 Pickup. But, yeah, he basically, the first 12 issues, he hopped around the DC universe into, like, the the, the biggest um, kind of, like, uh, lightning rod moments of the DC universe. That was, like, the first 12 issues. That trade's called 52 Pickup, by the way. It's excellent. So... That's All my right. pitch. There's your pitch. All right. Nice pitch. Nice. Good. Good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens next. If uh, if boost if any love uh, comes to Booster Gold, is he is he anybody in the uh, in the DC pantheon right now? I mean, I know they're going through a lot of uh, the future state and all that stuff. Is he involved in all of that? They kind of put him on the sidelines uh, about two years ago. Uh, I think intentionally because they were heading into Doomsday Clock and they knew there was going to be like a reset of the universe. And so he kind of went into uh, like the Disney vault. Like you haven't seen him in in a while. And I think it's because it was going to – they were trying to figure out where the timeline goes from there. So All right. Well, there you go. And I think that uh, – I'm not sure where we can go from here. I think that, to bed. that I think it's time for all the all the little pod men to go to bed. Um, we've got uh, Vision, One Division, of course, next week. Woo, woo. This, yeah, go ahead. No, I just want to say woo, woo. One Division. Yeah. Woo, woo. <laughs> That's all I got. You know, I, I hadn't realized. <laughs> I mean, I probably did, but if if somebody would have just asked me off the street, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, her name's the Scarlet Witch. Uh, but I didn't really realize that she didn't have a a funny little nickname in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I, I almost wanted to fact check that when they said it last week. No, it's they, true. I, I fact checked it because I didn't know either, and it's true. They just called her Wanda. Yeah, they, they, they've never. They've never no, I mean, called like her the Scarlet the Witch. News, the yeah, news. The news called her Wanda. And yeah, they just called her Captain well, America, yeah, Thor. Black Widow and yeah. Wanda. Yeah, Wanda killed those people. <laughs> yeah, when uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, another thing that uh, I do want to close it out on, uh, something that I saw recently on Reddit, and uh, I think something that at least would have – a little bit, bring back some memories for uh, Brian and Podman and Ron and I. Uh, remember when Wendy's had the Super Bar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Super Bar bit. Buffet. Weren't those good good times in the, the late those, 80s? Those were good times. <laughs> those were good they times. Would take, they would take the hamburger buns, and so they didn't have regular bread. <laughs> right, right. They would take the hamburger buns, and they'd put garlic butter on them, and then toast them. And that was your garlic bread. fantastic. Bread. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not complaining. That was your garlic bread to go with the spaghetti. Serving several weeks ago in West Kendall on Kendall Drive at 138th Avenue. Yeah. It's all you can eat. It's available seven days a week and is priced at an incredibly low $3.69. <laughs> Holy oh, that hell, that's a steal. <laughs> so, yeah, that's hilarious, right? Uh, but you're, I mean, it was like a giant taco bar and every, all the the chopped yeah, up hamburger bowls yeah, and everything. It had like three sections. Yeah, it had yeah. like the spaghetti section. It had the hamburger section, and then it had what? Yeah, and then it had the the taco section. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And it, and and it was all you could eat pudding, Alex. Oh, I yeah. thought Goodfellas was the most off-topic thing in this podcast, but y'all just randomly started talking about well, Wendy's bar food bar. That was the that was the thing in the eighties. You had Pizza Hut had their yeah their buffet bar, and KFC had their buffet bar. Yep, and the last KFC buffet bar just closed. <laughs> the last Pizza Hut buffet bar closed about three four years ago. Yep, damn you, COVID. <laughs> that was pretty cool. You know. Yeah. You can't have nice things. Uh, but no, you do need to look that up on uh, YouTube, Alex. It's Wendy's Super Bar. And just marvel at all of these fantastic things that were around, uh, you know, before your time, sadly enough. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll have well, to check it out. You check it out. But until next time, Alex. Save it for the podcast.